Get ready for something lethal. I'm surprised you haven't heard about me. You know, I got a bad reputation. I mean, sometimes I just go nuts like now. <laughs> because the magic Gun! is back. Watch out the window, no. Hey, you all right, man? Yeah, I'm okay. Where were you, man? You're my partner or what? Why didn't you follow me down? Yeah, why didn't you follow him down? Shut up! I'm seven floors up! Lethal Weapon 2. This time, they're not taking any crap. Just get off me, man. I don't want anybody to see us like that. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, the Guide to Sequel Remix. I'm Mark. He's Mike. It's the first day of summer. Yeah. Officially. Yes, it is. Now, is the first day of summer, is that the solstice? Yes. Okay. The summer solstice, which technically the solstice for us was like 9.20 last night. Okay. Or something. So it's like an event that happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like the longest day of the year. Gotcha. Okay. Daylight time. So it would have been like. So whatever last night was, that's the like the sunset of the longest day. Is that the solstice? Well, I think so. Like it started like nine twenty four our time. Okay. Thirty four some our time, which obviously it's dark. Yeah. But so today. Would be the most daylight okay. of the year, for and it us. just starts counting down. Yeah. All right, man. Nine thirty. That's late. So now we just start losing time. Huh. Good, because there's nothing worse than getting ready to go to bed and it's still light outside. <laughs> kind of messes with your head. Bums me out. Yeah, I mean, we went. Um, we had a little vacation last week. Yeah. And uh, where we were, we were southeast of here in Idaho, and. It was day, it was broad daylight till like ten thirty at night. And I don't know if it was because of the elevation. Yeah. Because you know you hear about Alaska like it's twenty four hour daylight. Right. Over. So I don't know if it was the elevation or like the town we were in was right on this giant lake and maybe there was some reflecting. I don't know, but it was broad daylight till ten thirty. It was insane, but kind of cool. Yeah. But insane. Yeah, it's it's trippy. I uh, over the last. Um, so I'm on I'm on the hunt for a new hobby. I've had, I got this DSLR camera. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna let me take this bad boy out for a spin, get into it, actually learn how to use manual mode. And so I'm like, okay, well I live in the great Pacific Northwest. What do you take a picture of? Outside. Best time to do it? Sunset. What is that? Ten o'clock? I'm supposed to stay up late, take pictures of trees? It's ridiculous. New hobby. New hobby. What can I do between the hours of 6 o'clock and 7.30 that might get me outside of the house? Yeah, so, but yeah, it's trippy. I'm sure in the fall it's a great hobby. Sunset at 4, I can go right after work. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to find the magic hour. Yeah, yeah, can't, can't I just add it into Photoshop? No, the great thing about doing it in, in winter uh-huh. is you probably got to leave work early. Yeah. <laughs> Go by the boss, have, have my giant tripod on my shoulder, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe that cool photo vest with all my different yeah. lenses. Like, yeah, it's like, hey, gotta dip out early. Sun sets at 345. <laughs> gotta go hike up a hill. Magic hour. I only get one shot at this. <laughs> yeah, got a 30 minute uh, open shutter time. I just set it up, read a book. That's actually my hobby. <laughs> you set all the dials. Hit shutter release and just open up a magazine. <laughs> wait for it to be done. Get back home, like, nope, that was too long. Didn't work. <laughs> yep. Try again tomorrow. <laughs> That's the beauty of photography. It's an art of trying. Again, you, know, you get that one shot. It can only be for 
58 p.m. I think the once key, a day. I think the key to photography is you got to have a specific thing you're taking pictures of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you get a nice, you got a nice camera. Yeah. You've had this nice camera for a while. Long time. I mean, I think I've heard you say you've been trying to get into the photography hobby on a few occasions. Oh yeah. No, this is like every three years I, I kind of dip, dip it you, out. You need to you need to zero in on something specific. Yeah. Like wait, take it. What do you want to take a picture of? Earthworms. Only take pictures of earthworms. Take pictures of earthworms. Yeah. No. Yeah. This this week it's it's been uh, been uh, do, doing doing landscapes. Okay. Landscape because there's because the, too broad, man. Too it's, broad. It's landscapes everywhere, are man. for people that paint. It's like, look out outside this window. That's a landscape. It's I can too, take a picture of that. Too broad. <laughs> Anytime. That's too broad. That's for people that paint. People paint landscapes. You uh-huh. need to get like zoned in on like, oh, I got one for yeah. you. Sidewalk cracks. Just take deep. interesting sidewalk yeah. cracks, the intricacies of concrete splitting. Yeah, I Instagram uh, that boom, uh-huh. get that internet money. Now, see this time around, I've actually been practicing, and um, I've been working on my exposures by taking pictures of shadows and light. Maybe that's just my thing—is light through windows. Then I don't have to leave. That's right. Just you know, I got. I mean, I'm looking around. I got three windows here. You need an interesting shadow? Just throw something in front of the window. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't even thinking of that. Literally, I've just been taking a picture of light coming through windows. It's <laughs> <laughs> seeing what different exposures does to said light. Now you're talking about adding shapes and stuff. That's that's advanced. <laughs> that's 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 a like six months down the line. Maybe I can start adding a shape or something. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It's baby steps. Yeah. Exactly. You, you know. You can't just you can't just die full on just taking pictures willy nilly. No, you gotta you gotta get on the internet forums for at least a month first. Oh yeah, read everything you can read. Yeah, there uh, there was a YouTube video. Uh, a guy I like. Is that, really, that's how you get into any hobby now. Is just you gotta watch YouTube. It's a, it's such a good, good yeah. resource. There's a guy I like, and he he kind of does his stages of photographers, and like the first three stages are guys who don't even have cameras. It's just like, but like, it just builds up to like getting your first camera, but like <laughs> stage three is just the guy who just takes as much in as he can through <laughs> internet forums, uh, which is a step above the, the, like the guy who just comments on people's photography without ever doing it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm, I'm a step above that. I have the camera. Have, at, least, yeah. have, at least I have the camera. Jumped ahead. I just need that vest. Then I feel like I fully. Those vests are cool though. Yeah. Get, get, get the vest and the giant tripod that, uh. I think you should get the giant lens. Oh, yeah. And then you just you take pictures of ladybugs from a mile away. Yeah, get those. Um, you know, big lens would be cool. The problem about photography I got, too, is like, this is really expensive. So now yeah. I'm just like, looking at, I was pricing it all out. I was like, yeah, I guess I'm cool just doing like 50 millimeter. That's all I need. And then I, then I just find videos where they're like, that's all you need. I was like, no, good. This guy reaffirms it. <laughs> yeah, man, you don't want to be buying accessories and luxury items until you're, you're yeah. in, in, you know, embedded in the, the hobby. Yeah, man. You got expensive hobbies. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. so this is, if, if, if I decide to just continue too, doing I it. I got too many goddamn hobbies. We got great hiking and stuff. So I was like, okay, take a camera with me. Get some cool shots. I don't think I could ever see myself investing thousands of dollars into something that will make me no money. Yeah, that's t- that's a tough one to 
Yeah, I mean, for me, I think the only, like, for all my hobbies, the only thing I'm willing to go thousands into yeah. is a mountain bike. Yeah. Because I don't have, like, a top-notch mountain bike. Yeah. But I mountain bike a lot. And so, I would like to spend a bunch of money on a sweet bike. Yeah. That makes sense, too, because, uh, you know, th- that's the base of, like, everything you do. You know, the camera, you could spend... Like the body of a camera could be like a thousand bucks, you know. And that's that's like a low, that's you know, mid level. That's like yeah. what they call the uh, enthusiast level, right. which is a step above beginner, but way below like what you have. You can spend like you know, five thousand dollars on a body. And so I get that you buy the body, but that's just like now every accessory you add to it, that's an extra thousand. Imagine you buy your bike and then. Your tires reach a thousand bucks. Oh, they do. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. You gotta get those custom wheels. Oh man, it's. <laughs> I need to get into just like uh, wood whittling. What's a good set, set of whittling knives cost me? Oh yeah, man. But then you're gonna have to get a sharpening stone, and you have to buy the wood. I can find it. I think uh, if you got into carving, carving, that's probably a pretty cheap hobby. Okay. You'd be you like I'm gonna buy a nice piece of wood. Like yeah. A, I got this is a piece of heartwood from a Cambodian like rubber tree or yeah. something it'd probably run you know 80 bucks I don't know it's just but compared to other hobbies it's probably pretty cheap man what about pogs just getting into pogs again it's a lonely hobby my man <laughs> there <laughs> it wasn't always fourth grade pogs were all the rage I'm gonna bring them back start collecting pogs most I'll spend Two bucks on a slammer. <laughs> you know? Everything else in there is quarters. Yeah, man. There's some expensive shit out there. Yeah. Definitely. Start collecting leaves of the Pacific Northwest. Yep. Just walk around, see a see leaf I like, glue it into a book. No, but because then you'll spend a thousand bucks on a trip to find an exclusive tree oh, yeah. in the rainforest. In the Olympic rainforest. <laughs> yeah. By the time you get over there... Come back, you spent 500 bucks. Yeah. I just stick to my normal hobbies. TV. Movies. They've kind of, you know, flatlined. They are what they are. Price-wise, you know, I'm not going to yeah. spend... I don't think I'm ever going to go to the Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> like, I'm never going to get that deep into movies <laughs> where I'm like, well, I could rent a red box, or let's go check out... Let's go, let's go to Cannes. <laughs> Are you going to Sundance? Sun, yeah, we'll go, let's go to Sundance instead of, you know, see what was on Netflix. Like Sundance would be cool if, like, maybe you're in skiing, too, mm. and you could afford a $200 lift ticket. No, that's an expensive you know? hobby now. I knew some people in college that were um, film majors. Yeah. And, I mean, eh, the college we went to is really not known as a film school. We're not turning out Spielbergs, you know? Right. Um which, but I guess, you know, if you're through this, you're like, they went to Sundance. Yeah. And had a ball. Had a ball. I was like, man, that's pretty intense. Like, you're literally in college and you went to Sundance. I don't, I don't think you're going to win an Academy Award ever. You may not even ever make a movie. But okay, that's cool. And I mean, it's not just for people, for filmmakers. Yeah. But. Being at that age and having that kind of income, like how can you? How can you? I like, don't know. Maybe, now I'm not maybe a, the richest. Like, no. 
I'm not into the arts unless you consider podcasting and arts. Then yeah, I'm an artist. Sure, sure. I think the film making. This is a little advice to all you filmmakers out there. Two ways to go about it. You go to like USC or you go to like NYU, and then you become a filmmaker and you like Spielberg, or drop out of high school, max out some credit cards, then become a yep. film director. You either yep, you either got to go to one of those programs or you, or UCLA. They're a big one. Yeah, or you don't. Oh, you don't go. Just or you just dive in. No, those are the only stories I ever hear. It's like, oh, where'd you go? Eh, he went to NYU, made a bunch of funny shorts. Now look where he is now. Or no, this guy was working now at his a, own YouTube channel. Yeah, that was guy. No, this guy was working at a gas station, and then just decided, hey, I just did it. No formal training. Won all the awards. Yep. Yeah, you never hear about the guys like, oh, what do you do? Well, he went to like a you know mid level school. And, What's a directional state school? Yeah. <laughs> Directional state school got a got his bachelor's of BA and no. in, uh, in in filmic arts and humanities. Yeah, no, you just, you just do it. <laughs> What's school gonna teach you that just watching a bunch of movies can't teach you? What, what what's a university teacher that YouTube can't show you? Yeah, Paul. I, I just want to look at so I just where where did Paul Thomas Anders? He was just on the top of my brain. Where did he go? Um, wiki. Um, bum, bum, bum. Residence, education. Uh, Emerson College, NYU. See? There you go. There you go. Who's another one? <laughs> well, what about the director of this week's movie? Did I write it down? Richard Donner. Richard Donner. Let's see where Richard Donner went. Uh, are we going to guess university or no schooling? I'm going to guess... I think he may break the mold. It's probably like a... Like a... Uh, Illinois State kind of guy or something. Let's see. I mean, it's not true for all, but it's, it's you know... Uh... He has no education listed. There you go. So I'm guessing he just jumped in. Straight, out, straight out of high school. He Kobe yep. Bryanted that shit. It sounds like he was, like, his family may have had ties. But don't let that stop you. No. Don't, no. yeah. So yeah, you could be a Paul Thomas Anderson, you can be a Richard Donner. You choose. You decide. Yeah. This week, Mike and I, we, did, we, did, we dipped into the uh, Richard Donner filmography. Yeah. We did Lethal Weapon 2, 1989's uh, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Joe Pesci, Joss Auckland, Derek O'Connor, Patsy Kinsett. Round out the cast. It's a sequel to, uh, I don't know if I wrote down Lethal Weapon 1. So let's see, see. Lethal Weapon 2, 1989. Lethal Weapon 1 came out. Lethal Weapon 1987. Quick this is the uh, the the follow up to the to the uh, surprising smash hit of Lethal Weapon One. Did you <clears throat> watch one? Uh, no, I saw one a few months ago. So pretty recent. Yeah, HBO had all four Lethal Weapons for a while. When we decided to watch Lethal Weapon Two, they did not, so I had to uh, rent this one. But I watched Lethal Weapon One a few months ago. When's the last time before? That did you see Lethal Weapon 2? Oh, uh, 1998. Wow, long time. Probably. 
Yeah, it's been a while for me too. Yeah, I did watch one again. You did? Okay. I backed. I backed to back, back them. Up. I backed to back these suckers. Do you own the Lethal Weapon series? I do not. Okay. I looked and looked and looked in my collection. I thought I could swear I had it. Yeah. I did not. So you had to go. So you had to rent. I rented. Rented. Okay. Yeah, back to back them. It was interesting. It's intense. It was interesting. Uh, I remember. I loved Lethal Weapon. I always have. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. The last time I saw, like even four, was probably the year four came out. And I haven't seen a Lethal Weapon since then. Which would have been 1998. So, since 98, I yeah. haven't seen a Lethal Weapon. Things were, I, I remember things differently. It was interesting. Well, like for instance, yeah. I'm watching two. Yeah. And I, as I'm watching... As I'm watching one, and then I start watching two, I'm like, man, I really, I really like those, uh, those couple that had Joe Pesci in them. He was a real good addition. Mm-hmm. And then, three minutes later, boom, Pesci shows up. I'm like, all right, yeah. he's in two. Pesci's in two, three, and four. They, yeah. they introduce him. He's in two. I, I thought he was introduced yeah. in three. So, for those not familiar with Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon is a 1980s uh, buddy cop series. Yeah. Uh, L.A. cop Martin Riggs, played by Mel Gibson. Uh, his wife has recently died, and he's considered a loose cannon with a seeming death wish. That doesn't seem like a good sentence. With a seeming death wish? I didn't write this. This, is, <laughs> uh, this makes him indispensable in collaring dangerous criminals, but a liability to any potential partners. Roger Murtaugh, a, played by Danny Glover, is a conservative family man who wants to stay alive for his upcoming 50th birthday. He's partnered with Rick. This is... I should have... Pre- this is not a good summary. Just the flow of it. Mm. Uh, as Riggs gets to know Murtaugh and his family, he begins to mellow through his insistence on using guerrilla tactics to catch criminals is still above and beyond the call of duty. So that's... That's the gist of the Lethal Weapons. It's a... Uh, it's an odd couple. Yeah. With guns. Yep. You know, uh, you have you have Riggs, uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, he. I'm sure. There's I, I don't know who the first uh, cop who doesn't play by the rules is, but uh, I feel like Mel Gibson's Riggs is kind. Of, he's kind of like the you know, you put him on the Mount Rushmore of cops who play Absolutely. by their own rule. He'd be yeah. there. McLean would be there. It's kind of interesting because they don't make movies like this anymore. No, um, they do not. They don't make these. I don't want to say procedural, but kind of procedural buddy cop movies. Yes. They don't make them anymore. Uh, so one thing I... So that that's one. So one was such a... It was a smash. It had a really small budget and made a bunch of money. As soon as it came out, they immediately were like, we got to get two. Sign them. Sign them so, up. Sign them up. They got, so they got two. Two comes out two years later. Uh, I, I watched two. So that's where I pick up. We pick up. Riggs, Murtaugh, they're happy. They're a happy partnership. Uh, they're friends. They're friends. Dare we say, oh, family? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's, so we have, we have the same cops and in a completely new situation. It's, like, it's, it's episode two of Riggs and Murtaugh. Yeah. We just, here's a brand new baddie for you, for you to fight this time around. Uh, this time, they have to deal with South African diplomats. Who are doing illegal activities in the streets of LA uh, under the protection of diplomatic immunity? 
which we which we were going to dive into and figure out exactly <laughs> what that means. Because there were some things going on. It's like, okay, I get they have Tippleback community, but they were doing some shit. Yeah, they took some. It took some artistic license with what <laughs> diplomatic community really means in this script. Yeah. Which I'm fine. Oh, no. Because, uh, and kind of what I thought of when I, when, you, when you said um, they don't make us like this anymore, what I thought is how funny 2 is. And yeah. Then, so then when I was getting the summary, so we go to 2. Um, it's the high-voltage sequel. Continues the adventures of Detectives... Riggs and Murtaugh, as they try to thwart a smuggling ring of blonde South African diplomats. Uh, this is actually listed as a action-adventure comedy. Right. Where the first right. one was not. So, so you recently well, watched one. Is the humor in one, or do they crank up the humor in two? They crank it up in two. Yeah. It does exist in one. Okay. I think one found a formula. Mm-hmm. Two expanded on the formula. It was actually a to watch them back to back was actually really cool because it was a very that you saw the change, but it was done. It was it was a smooth change. It wasn't yeah. just a, we got to change what we're doing. It right. was we take what we did and and it really just they start with the tone of them being more of a family. Yeah, at the, the very start of two, you can tell they like each other now, mm-hmm. or they were building up to that. And yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah, so crazy. the comedy's cranked up in two, and so like this is this is this is a laugh out loud. Like if you're watching it just as like a comedy, you're gonna laugh. I laughed out loud. Even if you're watching it as an action adventure movie, you're gonna be engaged into the action and the adventure. You're gonna be in it. You're gonna like it. Today, I don't feel like movies. I I can't. I I thought of the movie, but. Um, it seems like if there's going to be a comedy, and, and you know, at this size of a comedy, it's either like a kind of aimed towards kids, like a like a superhero movie where there's a lot of humor, like a Guardians of the Galaxy or like an Iron Man, mm-hmm. um, or it's like a Will Ferrell movie. Too stupid. Yeah, where it's like, oh, this, yeah. this these cops are silly. Yeah. Uh, or it's a very serious, and everybody's taking themselves very seriously, which those are fun too. Like I, I watched John Wick. This weekend. And John Wick is, as far as action adventure goes, pretty thumbs up. It is not what I would call lighthearted. No. <laughs> I don't know if I laugh at any point it's in it. pretty dark. I don't know if there's there, there, there's a chuckle yeah. that comes across. Uh, and hey, I don't blame John Wick. They killed his dog. They, right. That's not a laughing matter. <laughs> uh, and so the one I thought of were, uh, was a movie... You know, there's probably some stuff that's been independently released, or I have small releases that, that probably are. That I, maybe I just don't see them. If you have recommendations, let me know. But the one I thought of that was a theater, theatrical release, kind of a bigger release, I remember commercials for at least, was uh, The Nice Guys. That's what I thought of, too. I'm like, th- that was... Because I remember watching The Nice Guys and thinking, oh, this is kind of like... Yeah. It's almost like a throwback movie. A style. Yes. You know? And, um, man, I didn't write down his name. Shane Black? That, uh, oh, I thought I wrote it down, but apparently I did not. Let me just pull up uh, the nice name. guys real fast. The director? You're looking for the director? Um, I am looking. Yes, Shane Black. Shane Black uh, wrote *Lethal Weapon*. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that's why I, when I thought of it, I was like, yeah, nice guy. When I was watching *Nice Guys* a year ago, I thought how much of like *Lethal Weapon* this was, yeah. like where. 
the the real life stakes are serious. You know, it's, it's cri- the crime's very serious and like the action's serious, but it's, fu- it's still funny. It's comical. Yeah, and, and when I say they don't make these movies anymore, yeah. don't fucking tell me to watch Central Intelligence. Right, that's, that's what I because thought. Because I think Kevin Hart sucks. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. The Rock's okay. He's Kevin Hart's hilarious. He does his Kevin Hart bit where he's just like, he's like, bah, bah. You know, he kind of <laughs> like, is like, okay, let me tell you. And then he talks like real fast and he like does like hand clap stuff. That's hilarious. I don't know what situation he's in. I don't care who his cop buddy is. You you explained it to me as funny, but to me that's not funny. I'm like, I don't really like him. Whether he's <laughs> whether he's next to the rock or he's next to Ice Cube, and they're just kind of the straight because they're like the real cops, you know. Ice Cube, the rock, these guys are professionals. They do the straight face, like, hey, here's what we gotta do. We gotta fight these drug dealers. I need you to go around. And then Kevin Hart kind of is like, bah, ah, what I'm gonna do, uh. It's hilarious. I watch it all the time. What's his next movie coming out? I'm watching. <laughs> who's gonna Who's gonna be the cop playing opposite Kevin Hart in the Kevin Hart you know fish out of water tale of him? Oh, he 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 needs to do. Kevin Hart needs to bring back like the Ernest movies where we just take the Kevin Hart character because he plays the same character. It, it's the same guy, right? And he just does a different job. It's just his he just does his routine. Kevin Hart goes to camp. Yeah. Kevin Hart goes to jail. Kevin Hart scared stupid. I I'll watch it all. <laughs> I want the Kevin Hart series. Yeah, no, I because those movies are silly. Or like, you know, a movie I did like that was like a uh, was uh, the Mark Wahlberg uh, Will Ferrell movie where like, but that that's a dumb comedy. Like, yeah, I hated that movie. You didn't absolutely hated that movie. Oh, uh, that one that one I liked. I like, I was like, I was like, yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, but it's not like. It's good not even the same. The good guys, the good guys, not me. The other guys, other guys. That's not even the same ballpark as we thought. Like, it's not the same genre. Of movie. Yes, no. they are cops and they are buddies, but Lethal Weapon does something very well that like those type of movies just don't. Yeah, Nice Guys does do it. Or, um, yeah, there's a Nice Guys is as close as it's, it's been in a long time. Yeah, I, I I had a hard time scratching my head of just like yeah, take these two opposites. Put them together, let them solve the crime. The comedy's there just by you know having two dops. You don't need to like you know you need slapstick humor. No, no. So, so I appreciated Lethal Weapon. And like, Glover and Mel Gibson are so good on on screen together. It, they really are. Does it kind of bum you out watching Lethal Weapon and going, you know, Mel Gibson and his uh, his battles with alcoholism and the stuff that's come out? Against him, he's having. I think he's having kind of a resurgence a little bit. Yeah, as like a director, when he started, but when he went on his, you know, anti-Semitic tirades yeah. and things like that, it, it's it's saddening. Because you watch *The Weapon*, you go, he's he's so good. Yeah, as, he's as a so movie good. star, he's cool. Like he should be just. He should be. I mean, the stuff aside, like just as the actor, Mel Gibson, he should be still like he should be like Tom Cruise, where I'm excited that yeah, a Mel Gibson movie's coming out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was so huge for so long. Yeah, he, he was. He had such cool movies. But and he's great in Lethal Weapon. Sometimes he battled personal things, and it just it takes yeah. you down. Yeah, it takes you down. Yeah, uh, and then Danny Glover. He's uh, he's got his good role as uh, you know um, Murtaugh. The the, the Murtaugh. I just, I I just like that that unit. The yeah, the unit. Um, 
just as far as like when because the Murtaugh family and it's been a while so you, you remind me they play less of a role than they do in one um because wasn't it Mel Gibson being around them that really yeah kind of gets him out of his yeah they're more they're less involved with the story of two they're, like they're gone they're still they're, they're like they're in the first 20 minutes of it and then he sends them away yeah he go, yeah he sends them to their moms or, yeah. or her mothers or something yes but the but, the scene they're in the, the, the part where we get to see the Murtaugh family and him watching the commercial his daughter's <laughs> gonna be in so good Oh I, I I was laughing oh, with that commercial. So <laughs> with the reveal of what type of commercial it is on the beach. <laughs> and you just like the faces, the reactions to everybody watching it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, fan, fan of the Murtaugh's. Yeah, Murtaugh's. Um, great family. Yeah. And it's what I it's uh, <clears throat> It's way funnier than I remembered it being. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed Leo Getz. Who was he? Uh, Joe Pesci. Oh, Joe Pesci. That's Joe Pesci's character. Yep. Leo. Whatever, whatever you want, Leo gets. <laughs> I like his whole bit with. Yeah, do I get a gun? Can I turn yeah. on the siren. I like. Uh, I like Leo because so Leo they get. Uh, crimes are happening in L.A. Riggs and Murtaugh are on the case, but they find out that they can't take any action because of diplomatic immunity. So they get assigned diplomatic immunity. They get assigned to a different case, which is uh, protecting a federal witness played by uh, Joe Pesci, Leo Getz, and they find that the the cases are connected. And so I just love Leo being around when he's uh, cleaning uh, Mel Gibson's trailer, or at the end when when uh, they depart with Leo. You know, they they've rescued him from uh, from death, and he. he gives hugs yeah just like i'm really gonna miss you i had so much fun had so much fun <laughs> i had so much fun it just gives hugs and he really steals every scene he's in yeah i i would like to watch uh three and uh, three on, is the one i don't remember at all i'm planning on finishing it out yeah here since i watched these first two because i it's like i gotta it's been so yeah. long i know i remember liking three i think that's when they introduced renee russo yes and i thought that's when they introduced pesci so that was a nice surprise watching too. Yeah. And then four has got Chris Rock. Chris Rock, it, right? yeah. And Jet Li as uh, the bad guy. Mm. I always thought he was a cool... I remember uh, thinking... I remember liking four. Yeah. So. I remember thinking he was a cool uh, cool bad guy. In Lethal Weapon 1. And so, And I was curious about things that I remember through like watching... Lethal Weapon 4 was probably freshest in my memory uh, before I rewatching 2. Um... Mel Riggs's ability to dislocate his shoulders was that introduced in one or is that two? That's two. So we get introduced to that yep. in two. Yeah, yeah. Because I remembered that part, yeah. and, and once we got, once I started two, mm-hmm. and he did that, I'm like, oh, that was not in one at all. Yeah, that's what I kind of yeah. thought. It's like, and I like they they do something which I really appreciate in movies is is something happens, and then you go. That this this may come into play later. Yep, little uh, foreshadowing. But so when that was happening, I go, I don't think this was ever really addressed in one, or like, are they just kind of recapping it? And it did happen in one. They're just kind of recapping it because the way he's explaining the information, I was like, this seems like new information to everybody. But yeah. uh, I yeah, appreciate they do, it. They do some foreshadowing. Yeah. As far as an '80s crime action movie, uh, 
how how do we rate the bad guys, the villains? Oh man, um, I I loved them. They're just so over the top. They, yeah, they are comical, like. And then they just like fly in with helicopters and machine guns. They, like what the fuck? <laughs> so the part of the diplomat community I did not understand was like, yeah. The, the movie opens with a high-speed car chase. That's pretty normal for 80s action movie. Yeah. We, we get some high-speed car chases. Yeah, of course the guy's going to lean out the passenger side window and start firing back at you. Then a helicopter just appears, and they just board the helicopter. And that's not the last we see of helicopters. <laughs> These guys are diplomats visiting the United States. I don't know what, what their purpose is, if they're just trying to, like... Like, I don't know what dip, diplomats they're being, do. They're, they're doing diplomatic They're, they're being diplomatic. Yeah. But... Are, do they own those helicopters? Are they renting them? <laughs> Were they gifts from the city to, for visiting our country? And then what's everyone else doing? It, it's weird that an entire police department is just like, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> eh, there's some plot holes. There's some funny plot no, holes. No, I don't think those are plot holes. They went out of their way to answer them. I just scratched my head about their answers. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, oh. um, because one, one had a lot of, all of a sudden this is happening, you're like, what the fuck? Like, the end of one. Yeah. The end of one ends with a street fight. Yeah. Okay? Between Gary Busey, who, everyone loves Gary Yes. And Mel Gibson. They're just duking it out in the mm. yard. And all the cops are just watching. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But it's like... And it has something to do with bo- of them both being special forces in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But they, they hint on it so lightly during the movie. And then they kind of bring it back up at the end. And you're like, okay. <laughs> but in two, they're very heavy-handed with their foreshadowing. Yes. Which I like. Yes. They got the shoulder thing. Mm. We got the nail gun thing. Yep. You know? Yeah. It, it, it's just... But yeah, nothing was there that wasn't supposed to be there. Right, exactly. Yeah. I was waiting for him to like choke out a bad guy with a giant condom that he was gonna like pull over the guy's face. <laughs> I was like, well, they alluded to that earlier. <laughs> so is that who's gonna get out of this trouble? <laughs> uh, yeah, this one ha- this one has a, has a good fight scene. Um, what would you say the villain suit is? That, is, that, is that Capoeira? Um, is that the it, is that the martial arts of South America? I don't know. Or South Africa? That's one of the things I love about eighties cop movies is there's always a bad guy that knows karate, yes. and there's always a good guy that knows karate that can do battle with him. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a fun scene. There was some kicks flying, man. Yes. There was some sweet. Kicks. I love I love the kicks, but then I I just I just got a kick out of um, like the little dance steps. Yeah, yeah. Stay loose. Yeah, kind of <laughs> kind of showboaty. It's like, oh man, this is a villain. We're taking yeah, it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, they do a move that I love in um, all great all great action movies. I think I have this scene, and if they don't, I think it bumps them down a little bit, is the move where a guy has a knife, and then inevitably he will stab himself with that. He will be forced to stab himself with that knife. Oh, yeah. Always a great struggle scene where the guy has the knife, and then... You know, they, they always turn, do that sh- shot. Yeah, with, with both their faces, and then you see the knife slowly turn towards the guy, and it starts to get pushed into him. That uh, the battle of will. Yeah, that's just always a great, 
every movie should just add that in there. I don't, I don't care what movie it is. Just, just add <laughs> Kevin Hart goes to camp. I want that scene where he's struggling <laughs> with somebody, the knife gets turned on him, and then, you know, he has to fight, push it off. I always like the move where the guy, he, he sees it coming, and then he'll, like, take it himself. He's like, okay, it's coming from my heart. So he's just going to jam it into his shoulder. Yeah. I think John Wick pulls that move off. Oh, we were yeah. talking about John Wick. I, I think he does that. He's like, oh, the knife's coming. I'm just going to stick it in my knee. Yep. Um, Danny Glover has some great one-liners. Yep, Danny Glover's. He's... These, you know, you don't get these either, which is the great 80s lines, but Danny, yeah. Danny Glover's full of them. Yeah. Um, I'm too old for this shit, which is, he does not say in this, I don't believe. He does, he says at the very end of two. He says at the very end. He does say at the okay. very end of two. Um, um which, like, that's like, that's a generation, like, Oh, gonna, that, that transcends time. That, that that's why he one didn't of, invent it. He won't. He won't be the only one to say it. Nope. But it's who we. See, it's who we think. When of. you hear "I'm too old for this shit," you think Roger Murtaugh, yep. Lethal Weapon. Uh, yeah, it it maybe the most quoted movie line of all time. Yeah, I believe I'm too he old says it shit. when they're about to jump from the cargo container. Oh, that's okay. Somehow they have a belay device in that cargo container. <laughs> yes. Maybe it was in the trunk of that car they drove out of the container. Oh, they show a scene of it at the six-minute mark in <laughs> the beginning to let you know we may use this later. I think he says it there. I okay. just say it too because I was waiting he for does. it, waiting okay. for it, waiting for it, and I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah, it makes sense that it would be in all. I think he says it twice in one. Yeah, he says it in one, definitely says one. I, I don't remember through it all. Definitely says it in four. Yeah. Uh, four, they have, they have a nice side. They both say it. Yep. I remember that and they both like yeah we're both too old for this shit now and I agree you would be 60 years old at that point Murtaugh uh, the bathroom scene yeah uh, we can't go without talking about the bathroom scene um, toilet bomb is what I wrote it's uh, amazing yes it's such it's, a good scene it's it's, it's it's a hilarious premise that he's sitting on the toilet and he had been <laughs> sitting there for hours. And they even... They, they, they use that. Yeah. I mean, it's brilliant. I've been sitting here all night. My legs are so numb, I can't stand up. Well, that comes into play later. Yes. <laughs> the fact that the warning for the bomb is written on toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> it's hilarious. But what I appreciate is that it's played straight. Yeah. Like, this guy's on a bomb. He's on a toilet. But there is a bomb, and like, we, yeah, we have to get the bomb squad in here. Everybody's taking this very seriously, because in their reality, he's going to get blown up. But it's such a funny <laughs> premise that they, that they planted a bomb on a toilet, and then put the warning on the toilet paper, and he just had to sit there. This is pre-cell phones. Nowadays, you know, this was if this happened in Lethal Weapon 5, he'd be sitting on his cell phone. Playing a game. And then he sees the toilet paper. He'd, he'd probably blow up. Because he'd grab the toilet paper, he wouldn't read it. He'd be playing Angry Birds. Get up! But yeah, he would just call. I'm stuck on the toilet. Yeah. And then he wouldn't have to be there for. He just had to wait for someone to show up at his house. He had to wait to get the warning. We haven't heard from Murtaugh all night. <laughs> um. Did we ever get the explanation why they couldn't just like defuse that sucker? Uh, or was it just like? South African mob. That's what it is. Yeah. This is what it is. All they could do is uh, blow nitrate, uh, blow, um, what's the cold 
Liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen. Just to slow it down. Liquid nitrogen slows down time. I don't know if you knew this. Yes. It slows down time. And, yeah. Thank God you had that cast iron tub. Because <laughs> we just had one of those plastic shells. <laughs> got torn up. Speaking of the toilet bomb, um, so it's, it's a great action movie. And the last 30 minutes of it, probably... You know, the, the very little humor in that. Now it just becomes a cool action movie. Which you get to do when you're this type of movie. Is that you can be really funny and then you can just go 20 minutes without a joke. And I don't care. Mm-hmm. Where if you're in a Will Ferrell comedy, you know, you have to, you know, you, what, you need a laugh a page or whatever. So like every minute something should, funny should be happening. Um, but so there's a scene, a montage of uh, the South African uh, villains taking out cops investigating them. And... It's not funny, but I was laughing at the way they went about doing it because they were all over the map. I don't know if they just had different teams and they were awarding prizes to the most creative because one guy just goes up onto a guy in the middle of a workout and it's just like, boom, shoots you in the face. The others, though, were like, well, we're going to put a bomb underneath a diving board. <laughs> and keep one. our fingers crossed that she's going to go for her afternoon swim. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we'll have to be one up, but uh, I know these guys have to play uh, an evening poker game. And we're going to... And the other guy's like, oh yeah? Two helicopters. Two helicopters. <laughs> Two helicopters. What was the plan with Murtaugh? Those guys weren't creative at all. No, that that was a, was that, a that was an earlier bomb. Was that earlier, the second time around, they just break into his house. Oh yeah, that's the nail gun. That's scene. the nail gun scene. Yeah, that's right. They had no plan. They just wanted to kidnap him. Oh, do they want to keep him alive? I think they wanted Murtaugh alive. Okay. Because they beat him. Up, they're oh no, they were they needed the ball at the end. They needed uh, they needed Leo alive because he had info. Yeah. About the money. So maybe maybe they needed Murtaugh alive too because he would also have information, or they were just bad at killing him. I think they were trying to kill him there actually. Yeah, and he yeah they just they they didn't have a plan. Yeah, they were just gonna wing it, and uh, <laughs> saw how it went for them. <laughs> yeah, all in all, like I just it, it it's such a great action movie, but there are just things I laugh at. Mel Gibson tumble shooting, oh, is great. He does he's one too. He's one of the best tumble shooters I've, I've ever I've seen. I've never seen anyone shoot a gun while doing barrel rolls, the log rolls, so yeah. perfectly. Really unnecessary. <laughs> There's a scene where he does three barrel rolls while firing, and then kind of does like a like a forward roll, shoulder roll, and then kind of gets in this great shooting position. Uh, but he's shooting at a target that is not moving. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's got to dodge the bullets. He's, yeah, him. he's dodging the bullets. So the best way to do that is to leave his cover. <laughs> do a couple barrel. I mean, who who am I to critique him? He got the job done. Sometimes it's the surprise thing that t- you, you take him off guard. That guy was watching like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's rolling and shooting. Yeah, so needless to say, Mike and I both really like uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And dare I say, I, I'm, I'm going to try to find... Um, I want to watch three and four, and Lethal Weapon might start getting a lot more uh, credit from me as one of the all-time great franchises. Good. Just watching two, I was like, yeah, these these movies are great because I remember one being really good. and I like four, so I'll watch three. 
but Lethal Weapon, it might join the conversations of, like, when I'm just talking great 80 movies, I always feel like I leave Lethal Weapon out of, like, the diehards and the, uh... I, I think it's, I think it's the Mel Gibson effect. Yeah. I think is what it is. Oh, that I've kind of it, it's cast just, it off, yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, he, he has such a falling out, mm-hmm. you know, to society with his crazy bigotry and tirades yeah. and drinking and, and, you know... Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, just, I do the same thing about what women wants. I, I don't, I don't feel like I get that the credit <laughs> as far as being in the, uh, re, being able to read minds, uh, comedy movies. What I'm interested in is watching the rest of Lethal Weapons and seeing, because in one, you could, you really got the hint of the Australian accent. Mm-hmm. And two, not so much, but you could still get it. Yeah. So I'm curious, um, on how, at what point in his career does he actually shake that thing? Oh, it's yeah. it's almost gone. If, if you hear him talk now, it's almost gone. Yeah. Yeah, the, the progression of, of, of the accent. Yeah. You know, when does he lose it? Um, is this an Australian thing? Uh, so he, you know, he's, he's reformed, I guess, now into, uh, at least clean and sober, staying stay on the uh, straight and narrow path, making uh, the Murtaugh some dinner. Though he does drink that beer with that blonde chick. Oh, yeah. I thought he was sober. <laughs> huh. Well, when there's tits and ass involved. Yeah. You know, at least he's not trying to kill himself. Also, maybe one of the best movie dogs ever. Yes. Uh, doesn't do much, but... No, but... Does enough. We appreciate that dog. And we, we, we get a clever dog. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he's, making, he's making the Murtaugh's fam, uh, family some dinner. I'm guessing chili. Yes, we he's making chili, yeah. Yeah. Crushes Oreos in him? <laughs> That's interesting. That's an interesting <laughs> take on it. I'd, uh, I'd like to try that. I'd like to see how that, see how that goes. Give that a shot. You gonna yeah. go up the stand, or you gonna go double stuff on that on that crush? Ooh, you know, I. I, I think you better go. I think you better go standard. Yeah, yeah. I think if you, you don't want too much cream. You might go. It might be. Yeah. yeah. Um, Careful. I'm gonna give a plug to a YouTube channel I like. It's called. Um, I'm not gonna give it a plug because I actually don't know what it's called. Something something with Babish, and it's a chef. He's a YouTube chef, and he recreates things from uh, movie and television. Mm. So like. A scene where someone's eating, and then he'll remake it. And he does stuff that looks like really elaborate to like um, uh, what's the always sunny in Philadelphia like steaks soaked in milk or boiled in milk. <laughs> milk steak. Milk steak. Yeah. <laughs> so he runs the gamut of like what 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 he'll actually make. Uh, I'd like to see him do this Oreo chili because he, he recreates it exactly how they say it in the show, and then he tries to find a better take on. Uh, on milk steak. <laughs> yeah. So something, something with Babish. Check it out. Hopefully he does the Lethal Weapon uh, 2 Chili. Um, so yeah, we both like it. What do you think the critics thought of it? If you had to give it a Rotten Tomato score. Man, I think they probably liked it. I bet I bet if one came in Rotten Tomatoes around like a favorable action film, I'd say maybe like a 75 to 80. Uh-huh. I would say this probably came in 85. Both movies sitting at 83%. Right? Both, are Both have 83 So, uh, they're, yeah, I, I'd consider that. That's, that, that is a solid, that's a solid, that's actually a very well-rated action movie. Yeah. Yeah, 83 So the Lethal Weapons, lethal weapons are great. Um, I've kind of already done my recommendation, which is uh, The Nice Guys. Like, watching this, check out Nice Guys. It's written by Shane Black, who wrote Lethal Weapon 1. 
he originally wrote the script for Lethal Weapon 2, but then it went through a lot of rewrites. Um, so he's kind of distanced himself from the Lethal Weapon franchise, but he wrote one, he wrote the Nice Guys. And I was going to suggest a Mel Gibson movie. Okay. I, thought, I feel it flies under the radar no. a little bit. I think people should check out Conspiracy Theory. Mel Gibson, okay, Julia Roberts. All right. I love I, that movie. I can't think of it. I can't oh. place it. Check that so, out. So, you know what? Conspiracy I'm going to take Mike's recommendation. I'm going to watch Conspiracy Theory because I'm, I'm having a hard time even... The name sounds familiar, but Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts together. Yep. I love a good Conspiracy Theory movie. I really so. like that movie. I think that one is a little underrated for a Mel Gibson film. Yeah, I will check that out. And, and then, just a good a good movie in general. Yeah. So, watch those two. And then the other one, uh, I, I, I can't in good conscience recommend it, but um, 10-year-old me loved Loaded National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. And watching Lethal Weapon 2, I was like, this is just a shot-for-shot shot remake. Like, <laughs> like, Loaded Weapon is just Lethal Weapon 2. Like, they do the toilet bomb. They like, There's so many things that are just... They do the helicopters on the beach. The, yeah, so... Uh, they don't make spoof movies like they used to. No, they do not. <laughs> they do not. Um, I... This weekend, you know, hey, the, the, what, what are we watching? Um, and I, I watched, I watched some decent movies uh, as well. But uh, I was reading. I was like, I'm gonna throw a movie on. I was going through my queue, and um, you know, the scary movie. I was like, yeah, let's let's throw let's throw something like that on. I threw on uh, Meet the Blacks. Um, that's awful. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who that's for. You finished it? I left it on. Yeah, I got to the end. I got to the end credits. Uh, I got to finally use the Netflix, you know, Netflix changed their rating from one to five stars. You know, a lot of people were torn on that. What was it before? You no, know, it was one to five. Now it's thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yes. Uh, I gotta give a thumbs down. First time. So are stars available at all? No, no stars. They because they do the, the star prediction. Yes. Was their thing. Now they give you yeah, a, per- I- they give you a percentage based on your thumbs up, thumbs down. Your, any of your previous stars have been converted now. To a thumbs up, thumbs down. I need to start hitting. I need to start doing that more. Yeah, and that's kind of why I watch Meet the Blacks. Is like, you know what? I gotta throw some negatives in here. Um, plus, you know, I wanted to watch a Purge uh, spoof movie, and uh, yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> it was really awful. Um, I also give this recommendation to the listeners. Uh, I, I this is the first time I've discovered it, but as far as a cheap bin of Blu-rays, Best Buy. They got it. They got a good selection, yeah. and the cheapest I've found, five ninety nine, versus like a Walmart seven fifty. Picked up uh, Commando and Beetlejuice. Oh, two classics. Yeah, um, Chapa. Both and Beetlejuice, which I think we mentioned. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, it was, like, it was actually I picked it up <laughs> after that episode. So if you want to borrow Beetlejuice, I own it. Uh, Michael Keaton's really cool in it. Uh, it. I liked it like all the way through, but it's definitely like. Man, 1980s, it is not CGI of today. That seems like a that seems like that should be a wintertime movie. Yeah, it seems like a good winter movie. I'll borrow that in there the you winter. go. Borrow it in the winter. Although it is weird, like when you watch. So after you watch Beetlejuice, we we need to deep deep dive deeper. But it is weird watching a movie that's like it was directed by Tim Burton. Like a studio was behind this. It's got big movie stars. How does this exist with its special effects? And then like Aliens also exists a year later. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, even if you, I mean, even if you watch Aliens and then you watch Alien Three, uh, Aliens looks so much better than Alien Three for crying out loud. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you said that during when we did the aliens. Uh, yeah, the special effects of aliens is better than three, which comes out four years later. Yeah. It's it's the minds behind the magic. Yes. Not it's not all it's not what you can do. Mm-hmm. It's the context of what you in which you do it. Yes. Yeah, it's part of the thing. You, 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 take it a full circle. You need that artist. Yeah. And that guy doesn't even go to school. That's right. He learns it on YouTube. <laughs> he figures it out along the way. All the great CGI uh, special effects artists, they didn't go to school. I'm telling you, man, I don't think Hitchcock went to, went to film school. No. I don't think he did. You know, we stand by that. I also don't think, I also don't think Hitchcock ever won an Oscar. But. Yeah. He's still a genius. That's unfortunate. Rear Window's dope. Rear Window's great. Psycho's great. I yeah. think he got a... I think he got like one of those stupid lifetime, lifetime. Yeah. things. Um, and then, you know, just kind of close it out. I forgot to bring this up on the top of the show. We, we talked about um, photography way, way too long. Uh, did you see Daniel Day-Lewis announced his retirement? So... It's a weird thing to do for an actor because I feel like actors just go away. <laughs> they just stop making movies. And then they die and you go, oh, Gene Wilder died. It's like, oh man, so sad. He hadn't been in a movie in 20 years. I'm, like, you shouldn't be that yeah. bummed. Well, I mean, it's, it is kind of weird to announce that. It, yeah, that's why I, I thought it was um, more weird. But, but, but in his case, yeah. he only pops out a movie every six years. Oh, he's got 26 acting credits, and some of them are just like documentaries yeah. about things that he were in. I mean, he hardly puts out a movie. Yeah. And, and that's why all his roles are so fucking good. Yes. But, so like, now we could have just been waiting... 20 years from to put out another movie thinking oh it's just him doing his thing at least, at least now we know the decency and to tell us we, we get a final we, we get we, one more we get one more uh, it is why I had Paul Thomas Anderson on the brain is we get uh, him Paul Thomas Anderson the movie coming out next year reunited huh? yeah because they did there will be blood together, will be blood right? and uh, I think there was another one there will be blood and maybe that's it yeah, I thought there was one before it as well. But. Yeah, I can't. I'm not sure. Yeah, but um, the only other person I can think of that didn't Gene Hackman retire? Yeah, I think Gene Hack- Hackman did like publicly yeah. announce it, and it was so funny because I have to like welcome to Booseport, right? And so it's just like a funny thing to be like, movie about his I'm done. Retired. Yeah, retire This is my last movie. It's like you're going out on this. Well, like uh, Gene Wilder, he you know. Passes away, you know. I mean, Gene Wilder passed away, and then you look back, it's like he he stopped acting, probably by choice, fifteen years ago. Yeah, and like just made the choice, but like I never knew. I guess there was no Twitter back then for him to like send a tweet. Yeah, that's true. Be like, I'm done. Just gonna build shoes. And, like, and I mean, he's not, and he's not like your. Oh, he's, he's not, not Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, but. he's not your Daniel, or he's not your Ryan Gosling or yeah. Emma Stone, who's just like in the in the spotlight. Right. Yeah, now. that's true. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, Daniel Day Lewis. I don't think he has a Twitter. I don't, yeah, think, I, yeah, I don't like, think he owns a computer. Him doing that actually surprised me because I would have just not. Yeah, I mean, you, you would have. Few years down the road, I'm like, man, when did get another Daniel? Day he was a guy. Place? I, I, like, I did, I'll be patient. I'll wait. I didn't think about, and then I saw it, and I was like, well, Lincoln was dope. He, he's really good. Do you have a favorite Daniel Day Lewis movie? Oh yeah, Last of the Mohicans. Absolutely, Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's. He's really, yeah, he's really good. I might say there, there will be blood. That's probably there will be blood's great. That's probably the last one I saw. Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. My left foot's good. Oh. Uh, 
Crucible. The Crucible? Watching that in school? Jesus, man. That was the first time I was like, you gotta watch it. That kills it. Because we read the book, and that's like the first time I was like, oh, we're watching like a really, like, this guy's really good at what he's doing. He's so good. Yeah. Lincoln was good, a little... I think he gives a great performance. A little, yeah, he was great in it. Yeah. He was a little long for me, but... Yeah. Good good for you, uh, DDL. We we wish you the best, as we do all our retired actors. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so if you if you have a favorite uh, Lethal Weapon or Dale Day Lewis movie, man, if only his last one villain in Part Five. Oh, well, Part Five was done by this Always Sunny guys. No, do they do a Lethal Weapon Five? <laughs> I think they do. A, I think they do a Lethal Weapon Five and a Lethal Weapon Six. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they're they're they do a real good job of making really funny Lethal Weapon. Oh, I bet. In bad taste movie. <laughs> yeah, we never got we, we never got the uh, 80s action film starring Daniel Day-Lewis. No, no we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all make our choices and we gotta live with them. That's right. <laughs> uh, so you can always email us at dbtgpodcast.gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, DBTG Podcast, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, Rate, Review. We didn't uh, discuss what movie we're doing next week, but we'll come up with it. I'll, I'll, it I'll post it on Twitter. We're better off figuring that out off, off film, off camera. Yeah, we don't want to, because then we're just going to make a harsh, rash decision. It's going to be Bridget Jones's Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, I don't think that's what it's called. Anyway, that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week with a new movie. Until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, a guide to sequel and remakes. Too old for this shit. Come on, we're back. We're bad. You're black. I'm mad. Come on, man. Hey, 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 listen. If we're going, shouldn't I have a gun? No. No.